I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. Oh, the the New Orleans Pelicans are trading Drew Holiday to Milwaukee. Shams Sharani alive on the pod. Holy cow. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, and joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. The trade time, Tim, the tool man, Taylor, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Oh, man. It's the most wonderful time of the year. So excited. <laughs> We're here, man. We're man. This is super ex- exciting. You're listening to this one on a Tuesday. We're recording this on Monday night, ten twenty. <laughs> a lot oh. of fun stuff happened on Monday. Chris Paul, James Harden, all that stuff. Notifications are on. Woes, Shams, everyone uh, for the phone. I had to just tell my wife. I'm like, hey, I'm just gonna be on my phone a lot this week. Just giving you a heads up. The screen time <laughs> report for your phone. Throw it away. Up, this coming up Sunday. Throw just it away. Even, yeah, you just got to throw it out at this point. But a lot of Mavs updates today from people that we trust. Mm. Brad Townsend re- dropped a, an article this afternoon uh, talking to Donnie, uh, which is great. I know Eddie uh, talked to Donnie for Mavs.com. So uh, we talk about Brad. Brad's been on this podcast a couple of times. So uh, we're going to talk about that today. But yeah, man, we're super excited. And you're listening to us on a Tuesday, so this is the draft eve. So there's more crap that's probably going to go down on Tuesday. Oh, for sure. And teams will be able to start trading their draft picks on draft night and, you know, be able to pick for other teams and all kinds of stuff. So there's so much stuff. Today, we're going to be getting to all the Mavs news. Our friend Brad Townsend, like Isaac said, dropped a pretty big uh, article about all kinds of free agency things with the Mavericks. Stuff on Drew Holiday, Porzingis. Gallo, uh, Danny Green, Lou Williams, the 18th pick, talking to Donnie Nelson, all kinds of stuff. So we'll get into all that. Uh, yeah, let's do it right now. Porzingis. The news coming out of Monday is that Porzingis is expected to be cleared for basketball-related activities by January 1st, but he will be missing part of the season. He's going to be. Uh, he's going to be. He's going to be into the season. We're very, very particular about bringing him back at the right time. It's not going to be a rush. We've got long-term vision when it comes to his rehab. That's from Donnie Nelson. Uh, Porzingis is going to miss the beginning of the season. I think we all kind of expected this, but to have a date on it kind of makes it a little bit more real now. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think initially this is a little bit longer than what I thought. Um just the, because remember, we see that January 1 date. That's when he can resume basketball activities. That's not a January 1, he's back. So um, if he is not touching basketball activities until the 1st, that means he's obviously missing all of training camp and preseason and start of the season. So um, that's definitely a setback for him. And that's a setback for the team, especially, um, you know, we've seen this team in the playoffs a little bit without KP, but. Uh, as constructed without any trades yet, um, this is a team that, I mean, we just saw, saw the Suns get better with Chris Paul that, you know, how how much can the Mavs piece this together as currently constructed without KP for the next, I mean, for the first month of the season, maybe longer than that. So that's what, you know, I think it's definitely something on a lot of people's minds of roster construction over the next week. Which is why now we're reversing course on our Zach Levine talk from the other day. <laughs> no. Sorry. <laughs> Just kidding. No, we're not. It's all the same. I'll tell you, man. I, I did not know Zach Levine had so many fans within the Mavs uh, fan base, but uh, uh, I've learned. 
I've learned. So, but I think the Mavericks will be just fine without him for a little bit. I think long term, I think they definitely need him for the season. This is going to be, a, you know, tightly contested playoff race, I think, with all the teams. Not sure what's going on with the Rockets. I mean, there's all kinds mm. of stuff. I mean, soak in the tears of all the Rockets fans right now, Mavs fans. Soak in all those tears. But yes. the Suns got a little better. They should be vying for a playoff spot. The Blazers, hopefully, you know, will be healthy and then they can vie, vie for a playoff spot as well. There's, you know, all kinds of teams coming for that spot. Warriors are going to be back, obviously. So the uh, the Mavericks will need him, but I think that I'm not going to try to guess how many days he's going to be out, but we'll just see yeah. how it we'll just see what it's like. And uh, well, we know that date now. But if but if they do go out over the over this week and they get somebody else like a a, sig- a significant guy for the sense of let's just use Gallo's name because we've talked about Gallo yeah. a thousand times. Let's just say they go out this week and they get Gallo somehow. That's somebody that can help offset the load sure. a little bit until KP comes back. And you're like, all right, we can be on track for that 50 win team again. If they don't get somebody, another you know, playmaker, another, um, I don't even know the word I'm thinking about to help offset that with Lucas, um, then, then you, st- yeah, you start to not really worry, but hey, what we got to see what this team looks like over the, how they construct it. Yeah, but we've seen, I mean, we've seen Curry step up, Hardaway step up. We've seen, you know, hopefully Brunson's going to come back. We've seen some of these guys, you know, step up, Maxi. Um, so, yeah, but that is what is up with Chris Porzingis. Also coming from Brad Townsend, he confirms that the Mavs aren't sure what Tim Hardaway Jr. or Willie Cauley-Stein are doing. Quote from Donnie Nelson, Mavs have not received formal word from Tim Hardaway Jr. of whether he will exercise his player option for this season. He has until 4 p.m. on Thursday to make that call, though the Mavs anticipate he will opt in. Right now, the Mavs do not anticipate Willie Cauley-Stein opting in. So the expectation is that Tim Hardaway Jr. will opt in. He has not done that yet. So like we said yesterday, the, the report or whatever it was on Bobby Mark's article, was not a real report. It was, you know, I don't even think Bobby Marks intended for it to be a report about that, but neither of them have opted in or out yet. And we will see at least by Thursday. So that is uh, nothing different from what we said yesterday, but it just kind of confirms it. For sure. Yeah. We made it very clear on this podcast on yesterday's pod that as of, you know, Monday night or was it Sunday? I guess it was Sunday night at that point. Mm -hmm. As of Sunday night at like 11 p.m., nothing uh, was official yet for uh, for the option. So I will say it is um, something to think about as far as like trades and stuff go for the Tim Hardaway stuff, because, you know, there was a group of players who had their option deadline that was on Monday and or Sunday, one of the two. I'm getting my days mixed up at this point. And it was like the Anthony Davis and Nick Batum's and all that stuff. They had they actually had to make their decision then. So we saw it, you know, reported, blah, blah, blah. Well, now those players can get traded, you know, on draft night. And they're expiring deals for the most part. And some of some of those guys, Nick Batum and uh, Evan Fournier, Tim Hardaway, we don't know what he's doing yet. So it kind of takes Tim out of uh it kind of takes Tim out of the running. You just did a thing. According to Adrian Wojnarowski, the Rockets are finalizing a trade to send Robert Covington to Portland for Trevor Ariza and a 2020 first round pick and a 2021 protected first round That's pick. That's a steal. How did Portland get Covington for that? I oh know. my gosh. Get out of here. Dang. That hey. That that means Tucker's available though. That makes uh, okay. That's I that's, mean that's I'm been like, my, I'm this might be extremely hot take right off the bat. That addition to to Portland is more impactful than Chris Paul to Phoenix. <laughs> That's spicy, but I think I think you, I think it's true though. 
Phoenix, we saw, we saw one run of eight games in, in the bubble of them being like a team that can compete with people. And they played teams that were injured and all kinds of stuff. And, yeah. And some of y'all, some of y'all are putting Phoenix to like freaking top four in the West. But anyway, well, Magic Johnson did. I don't know if anybody else <laughs> reputable. Get out of here, Magic. But <laughs> seriously, though, but the Tim Hardaway thing, without knowing him opting in or opting out before the draft, that kind of takes him out of the running, you know, for a draft, you know, draft night trade. Yeah. Because. You don't know if he's even going to be on the team or not yet. So that does, you know, still allows him to be in some free agent signing trade or something like that, because you'll know if he's opting in or opting out before free agency. Yeah. So there you go. That's a live trade. We just got the Willie Willie stuff, though. I think for a lot of people, they were assuming that he was going to be back. I know some people out there already is like, oh, he bought a house in Dallas or whatever it was. And it's like, hey, Willie's going to be back in Dallas. And I mean, Brad's saying they're expecting him not to opt in. So that's why I was saying, that's why we said on Sunday night, nothing was official with the options yet. There's still some decisions to be made with Willie and Tim. Absolutely. All right, coming up, let's get into some more news. Drew Holiday, Danilo Gallinari, Danny Green, all stuff from the great Brad Townsend on the Dallas Morning News. Talk about all those rumors coming up. But before we do, Isaac Harris, built go. We're going to need it. We're going to need it this week because there is so much stuff. We're going to be staying up. We're going to be watching these trade rumors. We just saw one go through for the Blazers and the Rockets. There's just going to be so many more that are coming through. And so we'll see when the Mavericks get some. But to get through, to stick around, to stay up all these late hours, we're going to need to break through that wall. We'll do it with Built Go. It makes you the best at whatever you do. Built Go is this great new product from Built Bar. It's these little 1.5 ounce packages that has like a peanut butter consistency, tastes exactly like a Built Bar. Like imagine a liquefied Built Bar with the consistency of peanut butter. They come in peanut butter, honey, coconut chocolate, and coconut mint. Built Go combines the energy gel with the collagen protein. So you get the protein, you get the caffeine, you break through that wall, you get through. You don't have that crash after you take, uh, you know, if after you drink a bunch of sugar or after you drink a bunch of caffeine, you don't have that crash. It's the same like a five-hour energy. So you don't have that. It's natural, so it's better for the body. Built Go right now. Go to BuiltGo.com, use the promo code LOCKED, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Built Go, let's go. All right, Isaac, let's get into some more rumors. I'm pissed. <laughs> I can't believe Portland just got Covington to that. My best my best friend's a Rockets fan just texted me just WTF. That's all I just got. They had the 16th pick and a future first round pick. So I don't, give I don't a know crap. if it's the 2021 what? pick, but yeah, a little bit better than the Mavs 18, I guess. But the future first, the Mavs couldn't do. I mean, that's a lot. That's a lot for Covington even. Yeah, but but that's what you do when you have like two good players and one like superstar and Dame. I mean, that, that's that's a good deal. Also, Covington's deal is uh oh the the New Orleans Pelicans are trading Drew Holiday to Milwaukee. Shams Sharani alive on the pod. Holy cow! I wanted him in Dallas, but I, I how, how in the crap is Milwaukee pulling this off? How are we supposed to do a good podcast while we're waiting for these rumors to come through? Is this a three-way trade sending Giannis to Dallas? <laughs> <laughs> sending Middleton to Dallas. Uh, but back to the, the Covington thing. His deal is uh, a couple years, right? That would take the Mavs out of... They could offset the salaries, I guess, but... Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, if you You would yeah. do it. It's only, oh, it's only 12. 9, it's only 12.9 million. If y'all were down to get Zach Levine, I'm definitely down to get Rob Covington. Man. Holiday going to... The Bucks are sending Eric Bledsoe, George Hill, and draft compensation. How... <sighs> All right. 
let's talk about Drew Holiday because this, uh, was, this, is, this sucks. I almost just want to cancel this pod. I'm so pissed. This was in the Brad Townsend. How does Milwaukee have enough for Drew Holiday? This How? was in the Brad Townsend piece. He said, I'm told the Mavs are not in on the Drew Holiday sweepstakes. The Pels are determined to trade him to the East, which they have done now. Quote, they see the Mavericks as competition, a source said of the Pelicans who like uh, who like the Mavericks reside in the Southwest Division. So this is a source from the Southwest Division. You can probably wipe that one off the board as far as Drew Holiday going to the Mavericks. So the Pelicans didn't want to trade him to the Mavericks because they wanted to send him to the East and not compete against Drew Holiday. That is, I think that is one of the dumbest things because you just get the best package. The Pelicans aren't good enough to be competing with the Mavericks or be competing with whoever they're going to, the Nuggets or whoever they're going to send him to. They're in a different tier. I guess they'd be playing against him, but what? You're going to play against him two more times a year? Like just that one player? David Griffin, Luca is already better than Zion. He always will be better than Zion. So <laughs> this ain't a competition. All right. But I I just don't I'm I'm dumbfounded by this move for for New Orleans. How I don't care. I mean, right now that we're recording this, it's draft compensation from Milwaukee. This I mean, this has to be a handful, a bucket full of first, because I mean, come on, this is dumb. Bledsoe and George Hill. Oof. Anyway, I love when real trades come through. We're just, we just have to respond to them in real time. And I love how we started the pod. We're like, ah, oh, let's just do it. There, nothing's gonna happen. Of course, of course, this is this time of year. I'm looking to see which picks Milwaukee has. Milwaukee has. The 24th pick that was Indiana's in this draft. They have their own in 2021, so they could send two first-round picks. But it's a, it's I, number 24, ooh. and then and then whatever their pick's going to be in 2021, which is going to be like 30, right? So they could send that one. You're gonna and then, you're gonna get two p- picks in the 20s. George Hill and Eric Bledsoe for Drew Holiday. Everything the, I thought of. David I don't even know if they can the send that 2021 pick because they owe their pick in 2022 is t- top 10 protected to Cleveland. So they can't, they actually can't trade that 2021 pick. Well, I don't know. So they can't I, say that Drew to, holiday, Middleton and shoot. Giannis. That's, that's, that's nice. That's a good, I mean, who would you rather have Giannis Middleton and holiday or Kyrie Harden and Durant? <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I will say when we were talking about standings, while well, ago about teams going up and down the standings, you know, Phoenix getting Chris Paul, Portland getting Robert Covington while we've been recording. New Orleans getting this for Drew Holiday? No, you're out, bro. New Orleans is down down a notch, so they're not even in that. No, yeah, you're out. Um, you're out. Yeah. Brandon Ingram but, and, and Zion is not getting you to the playoffs. But yeah, I agree with you. I, I think the whole like trading them out, I mean, look at this. I mean, I guarantee you, I mean, you want to think that Denver at least had a better offer than this for Drew Holiday. And it's like if they were set in, in stone, like sending it to, you know, sending Drew to the East. But if they weren't going to include Porter Jr., I mean, what else do they, they have in there, right? I mean, if they never put that on the table, because we, we, we always say like, oh, they could do this, they could do this. But it doesn't necessarily mean they do that, right? Because a team like Denver is more concerned about what they have in-house than what could possibly be out there because they have to keep the players that they have now. They're not a destination. They just became one for Paul Millsap, but anybody above that, they have a guy that like Michael Porter Jr. that could become a really, really good like top 25 player. Yeah. They have to keep that guy and take the chance on that guy rather than just get one year of Drew Holiday because they're not guaranteed to re-sign that guy. And so I, I understand true. something like that for them. Denver, though, they have the uh, 22nd pick in this draft and all their future picks, so they could have you know beat this, I think. 
at least, you know, they had a higher pick this year and they have their picks in the future. For sure. And I think everything we've heard about Drew was like, I mean, what Brad said too, trying to attain a top 10 pick to send in this deal. And it's like, all right, well, Milwaukee just pulled this off with a bag of chips and two picks in the 20s. And Eric Bledsoe. Yeah, that that was my bag of chips. But, <laughs> oh, oh, that was the bag of chips. Oh. <laughs> that was the bag of chips. Sorry. Y'all are just getting a random pod right now because all this so, crap is happening. does this take the Mavs out of the Giannis sweepstakes? Does he resign now? <laughs> they made the move, though. There was that report that came out that Giannis uh, said the, the Bucks have to do something and make a move. Like, this is a move for them. I don't know that it even fixes their real problem, though, because one of their real problems was scoring. And, you know, and Drew Holiday can score, right? But he's not like your go-get-me-a-bucket necessary like shot like high level shot creator guy we've seen him do that actually we've seen him do that in the playoffs he had that 40 point game to you know to sweep the blazers but i don't know if this actually fixes their real problem i think it's i think they're still gonna have three guys in in crunch time that are like gonna kind of shy away but we'll see what happens i mean it, I, we uh, really I love drew holiday and think that he could be that guy they just still don't have uh you know a luca or a lebron or a harden or you know one of those guys yeah, but I mean, he's better than anything. Anything had. else they're going to get. Yeah. yeah, and he's, I mean, great on defense, can score. Yeah, I, I think it's a really nice move for Milwaukee. Oh, for sure. I, I, mean, yeah. I, think it, I think it only increases the odds that Giannis stays in Milwaukee. I agree. Yeah, I agree with that. They made that move, right? They they got that guy. And those three guys yeah. together, I mean, that that's a really... I don't even think they had enough for Oladipo. I know. Drew. Uh, I, I'm just shocked. This is that. a conversation we should have, and there's so much more stuff we should get to in this Brad article, but... So Throw it out. Let's do it. Chris Paul gets traded today for or Monday for Kelly Oubre, Ricky Rubio, like Ty Jerome, who was he was a first round pick last year, I yeah, think. The end and the then uh, and then a 2022 first round pick. And it's like protected, too. So that's less than we thought Chris Paul would get traded for. And then now we see the um, we see this trade where Drew Holiday is getting traded for less than we thought, unless it's something like, I don't know, they can't even trade three first round picks. So it's, you know, something like a first round pick and something else. But our guys values down because not everybody can offer stuff. There's just not, there's so many buyers out there that not everybody has enough stuff to send out and to build up these offers. So could the Mavericks be in on something to get somebody that we didn't expect? They could. I mean, yeah. I mean, this Milwaukee thing came out of nowhere. I mean, I you know, for a lot of people, for Drew, it was Brooklyn, but Brooklyn might be turning their eyes somewhere else. Um, <laughs> their you know, beards. Denver. They're turning their beards somewhere else. <laughs> uh, these are all, I mean, Dallas. I mean, I feel like we heard Dallas's name thrown out more than Milwaukee's when it came to Drew, but I think it was By more. us. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, well, other people too, but I just think a lot of people didn't think, didn't think Milwaukee had enough for it. And Woj is describing it as significant draft compensation. I'm looking at their picks. I don't know what they could send. I mean, I guess it's pick swaps and stuff like that. But I mean, your team's going to be good. But like the the Chris Paul stuff, (laughs) they already um, owe their 2020 second round pick to the Pelicans. That's kind of funny. The Chris Paul stuff. I mean, still, I mean, just the fact that they got a first round pick. I mean, it's crazy. Have you seen any tweets about Presti's? first round picks i didn't i didn't know if you knew how many he had yet did you see the one uh, i made for locked on nba today <laughs> it was him as scrooge mcduck in his uh gold chamber and then there was lou dort and shea gilgis alexander as huey huey and louie you contributed to it i did um, i love it but no, i mean i think i was great value for the suns i thought it was good value for for okc and now okc once again are, are setting on uh what uh, can you give to us what brad said about uh danny green 
Yeah, so Danny Green, coming up, let's get into some more about this Brad article, stuff that actually pertains to the Mavericks and not just Drew Holiday unless there's more rumors, which, you know. And Gavoni. Let's talk about Gavoni and Lou. All kinds of stuff. We'll talk about that coming up. All right, Isaac, let's get into some more of this um, Brad Townsend article on the Dallas Morning News. Go subscribe. Get your news there. We are not paid by them, but they give us info that we can talk about, so we we support them. (laughs) This is about Danny Green. Uh, He says, a source said that Danny Green, who has been dealt to Oklahoma City along with Wednesday's number 28 pick in the Schroeder deal, quote, definitely a name that is interesting to Dallas. Not, however, at the expense of Dallas's young players or their number 18 pick in Wednesday's draft. But the 31st pick? Sure. So, Danny Green, I tweeted that out today about Danny Green. We actually talked about it yesterday and put it out there that maybe Danny Green could be heading to the Mavs. And the overwhelming response from Mavs fans was, Danny Green is trash, he's cooked, he's washed, he's done. I mean, that was what a lot of people at least were saying. And, man, I don't don't know. I don't know if I would say a guy that just played, you know, 20 minutes a game in the finals and won a title is washed, right? I, I don't know if they would play that guy. Well, yeah, no. I just, I, the Danny Green is washed thing. If you listen to even the clip that we posted and you listen to the pod yesterday, we talked about for cheap. I'm not, we're not sitting there saying give up all this stuff. We're not sitting there saying give up Tim for Danny Green. I'm not saying that at all. But if you can go get Danny Green for 31 for your second round pick and DeLon Wright, and that is it, and you're saving money in 2021 summer cap space, and you're bringing in Danny Green, like that's my whole thing. If you can go get Danny Green for cheap and you give and get it for a, a second round pick or something or a couple seconds, then you go do it because we've talked about how you can, even if you bring Danny Green off the bench, like that's the thing. It's like he he can still hit threes. He's a vet. He's won titles. I, I don't know what else to say. Three I, titles with three teams <laughs> for for a cheap cost. He is not like he's not. I don't even know like, expiring deal. There. Yeah, expiring deal. He's not Haslam. Like why are why are people thinking that he's Udonis Haslam or even Jared Dudley? He's better than Jared Dudley. Yes, guys. like what, he played like, over Jared Dudley. He they were on the yes. same team, and a coach decided that I'm going to play this guy and start this guy. He's not an in the like end of the bench vet. He is a still a, a a decent good vet on a in a rotation. So if you can go get him for cheap, go get him. But I understand. I will say this: I like Donnie's quote to Brad about the 18th pick because this shows how much they're putting value in this 18th pick. And hey, even if it's like you get Danny Green for cheap and you get him for this one year and he's part of your rotation, and it's great. It's showing that they are placing value in, hey, we think we can get a rotation piece in, at this 18th pick who's going to be under contract for the next couple of years. NBA released their salary cap numbers this year. This coming up draft or this coming up year, that 18th pick, I tweeted out, is going to be $2.3 million on the books. So it's like, if you're going to have somebody at $2.5 million, a guy like a Desmond Bain or a guy like Sadiq Bey or something like that on your books for the next three or four years... Man, and he's like a par- a key part of the rotation. You can't beat something like that. This is what we're doing with Jalen Brunson right now. So it shows that they're confident, or at least they're saying that they're confident they can find somebody like that that can be a part of the rotation, especially in some off seasons coming up that you're looking to spend a lot of money. Yeah, so we're in on that deal as somebody to add. Now, I don't think he's our number one option, right? He wasn't even the... I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do go into 2019 offseason again. Okay, this whole argument on Twitter this morning about <laughs> the 2019 offseason. But he wasn't even the Mavs' number one target that year. So I don't think he's going to be this year. But I think he could be a good option. Uh, another one, Danilo Gallinari, it might be the number one option for the Mavericks. 
From Brad Townsend, a source said the Mavericks remain interested in, but currently are not the favorite to land Danilo Gallinari. Quote, a source said Gallinari is leaning towards two-year deals that are already being offered by at least two Eastern Conference teams. So this could be, you know, the Have Pistons. In Atlanta. Yeah, the Pistons, the Hawks. I mean, those are the like those are the only two teams with cap space, right? Yeah, I mean, if he's wanting if he's wanting money, if money is Gallo's route, he can get it somewhere else, and he can he can get more than what Dallas. Like you know, if you're Atlanta or if you're Detroit, uh, yeah, I mean, if you're Atlanta right now, Gallo's like a perfect fit, right? I mean, you have Capella, that's your rim runner, and you're gonna put if you can sign Gallo for two year thirty million, to where you pay him fifteen a year. 15 I mean even 18 million a year from Atlanta for the next two years I mean he makes fit I mean he makes sense on that team so if it's about money then he can go elsewhere and get money yeah which we've said all along but if he wants to come win somewhere exactly you know, just want to hang out outside the playoffs because and I don't know <laughs> they're gonna get beat up by some of these top Eastern Conference teams yeah um let's see other stuff that was in that oh Lou Williams this is another thing uh, Lou Williams, this is from Brad Townsend. Yes, Lou Williams, ESPN on Monday reported that several teams have inquired about um, Dallas, the number 18 pick on Wednesday, and the and Lou Williams. Lou Williams is, quote, a popular choice around the league as a potential trade partner for that pick. Uh, that's kind of a, a convoluted way to say that people around the league think that Dallas could trade the 18th pick, but it doesn't sound like the Mavericks are saying that they're going to, they want to trade the 18th pick for Lou Williams. Yeah, man, it's this. This part is really intriguing for me. Based on what Donnie said to Brad, I would assume that this means they're out on that because it's like, hey, they want they don't want to mortgage that future for this 18th pick and all this different stuff. I do think Lou Williams would have a spot on this team, though. And if they did entertainment, entertain it, they would have to be some type of money going back. This would have to be like a DeLon and, you know, a the pick going to the Clippers, whatever. Um, but if you could put Lou like coming off the bench in that in his role that he's always his been role. playing in. <laughs> yeah, I mean he averaged 18 points a game last year. That would give your bench something that we just we haven't had since gosh, I don't know. Jason Terry <laughs> probably. Yeah, I mean, yeah, besides Terry, I'm just trying to think of somebody even more recent, but um I guess Jonathan Gibson didn't give us. Oh, come on. <laughs> what was the little guard from Baylor? Oh, uh Pierre, Pierre Jackson. Pierre Jackson, yeah, that guy. He was fun. He was fun. Uh, or Gal McHale. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'm there. I, it's tough. I've went back and forth on 18 for Lou, but based on what Donnie said, it looks like that's not an option. Yeah, uh, and speaking of the 18th pick, by the way, this is from Brad Townsend again and also from Donnie Nelson. That is a very, very popular pick. Quote, pretty much every team in the league has inquired in some form or fashion on the 18th pick. So this could be one of two things in my in my assessment. Either it's true 100% and that all these teams are asking about the 18th pick and that means it has decently high value, or he's trying to prop up the pick by saying, oh, guys, all these teams are asking about this pick. Hey, uh, OKC, don't you, wanna, don't you want this pick? <laughs> so I don't know about that, but what they said is, we think we're going to get somebody really good with that 18th pick. A wing, probably, but... That's not saying if the right player was there in a point guard's body or a front court player has big upside. We don't feel pigeonholed into a small forward at 18. We're going to take the best player, but yeah, there's going to be some threes there that we're going to take a look at. 
that that to me signifies that they're trying to prop this up. Like, oh, we could take Poku. We could take this guy. We could take this guy. You know, like we could take Tyrell Terry and take him away from you guys. Everybody trade up for this pick. I think it's a little bit of posturing about that. But I think that they're going to get somebody good at that pick. Yeah, I mean, even going back to the Danny Green OKC stuff, you know, OKC owns pick uh, 25. And it's like mm. kind of what we did with the And the, the Lakers pick deal. now in 28. Yeah, in 28, kind of like what we did with the shooter deal and the locked on, the fake, you know, locked on uh, mock draft when we moved back seven spots and fake. got Dennis Schroeder. It's like, would we do the same thing for Danny Green? Would we move back from 18 to 25 and, you know, swap Delon and Danny Green for the most part? Doesn't sound would like do it. That? It sounds like they'd be they'd be willing to give up 31, but not 18. And that's you're technically giving know, up I'm 18. Saying, I'm saying like not like you're giving, giving up, up but you'd be yeah, giving up the spot, but you'd still keep the first. You'd just be moving back seven spots. So it's like, that's what I'm saying. Like, is there an iteration of that deal that would be considered to where you still keep your first, you just move back a little bit, swap out some you know cash, and you bring Danny Green. I mean, I think I would do that, but it doesn't sound like the Mavericks are going to do that. Uh, Don Nelson said, the big question we've been asking is, would a player that we're going to add, would that player's addition help the Mavericks become at least a second-round playoff team? I'm told that answer must be a yes for Dallas to consider such a deal. This is what we've been saying all along about certain things. The Mavericks can be picky. They see Porzingis as this long-term, you know, player that they this long long play for them basically. They obviously Luca is a long-term play for them. They have him under contract. They're probably most likely going to get that long-term extension from him after his rookie deal is done. They can be picky about some of this stuff. And so I think that's maybe what we're seeing last offseason. A lot of people were disappointed. The Mavericks didn't go get this guy or this guy or this guy. They're not just going to sign somebody just to sign somebody. They're going to try and get the right players. And so I think that's why there can be some disappointment because they are going to miss out on some guys because they're not just going to go after everybody. But I think this this team last year should prove to you that that works, (laughs) right? Like that works. And maybe it's just Luca making everything work no matter what. But they brought in some of the right guys. They brought in Seth. They brought in, you know, DeLon didn't work as much, but they brought in Boban. They brought brought in, you know, some guys and, and made it work. Resign the guys that they did have and made it work. By the way, the, uh, well, well, we'll talk about this in a second, but yeah, respond to that. Well, no, just the, I think it was key for Donnie, just for fans to hear Donnie's uh, assessment of the team. And it's like, I think there were a portion of the fan base out there that was like, hey, if we didn't have injuries, we'd be in the conference finals and all this stuff. I mean, we were there. I mean, I was all about this. But I think it's telling that Donnie's like, hey, unless a, this trade will put us in the second round, you know, it's like you can kind of see that they're viewing this team as currently constructed as like a first round team. This is the team that just got put out of the first round. So they're looking for that deal to put them in that next level. So, um, and I think going back to full circle, the trades that just happened during the course of this podcast, the Covington, uh, Drew Holiday, even the Chris Paul deal earlier, specifically looking at the Western (laughs) Conference, you look at the Suns and now the Blazers. If we're, if if you try to do the top of the West and it's like the LA teams and the Nuggets and let's just put the Warriors up there and let's just put that as like a top four. And you look at that next tier and you put Dallas in that next tier. Let's just say Dallas, um, Utah, Phoenix, Portland, you know, New Orleans, not now, Memphis, whatever. If you're looking at teams in that tier and Houston, whatever, it's like, all right, what teams are trying to separate themselves to push them up to a spot? Well, Portland and Phoenix just made their moves, you know? I mean, Phoenix just got Chris Paul. Portland just got Robert Covington. And you're like, as Mavs fans, 
that combined with the KP news, you're like, all right, we need something. You know, I, so I get the angst. I get that. I, 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 get, I get angst it. as much as anybody. <laughs> I, I get that uh, from the fan base right now. And I, I think it does. Um, yeah, we got to see what happens over the next few days. We have to see. By the way, we know now that Drew Holiday is going to the Bucks for three first round picks and two pick swaps. I don't know how they're going to trade this. Bobby Marks just tweeted out he doesn't know how they're going to structure this because <laughs> they don't know how many huh. pick they can't. I don't know if they can send out three first round picks, but that's what reportedly it is. Uh, you can't trade picks in back to back drafts. That's the Stepien rule people talk about, and so it'll be really interesting to see how they. You can only trade picks five years out, so it's not like they can trade a 2030 pick. Which, by the way, that's a real year. It doesn't seem like that's a real year, but it is. That's insane. Um, three first round picks and two pick swaps. That's nuts. So they basically the the Pelicans got more for Drew Holiday than the Thunder got for Chris Paul, which I I'm totally okay with. I think that Drew Holiday has more value than Chris Paul, but a lot of people are confused about that right now on Twitter, at least. They're confused that Drew Holiday got more than Chris Paul. Yeah. How well, how are they confused about this? Well, because we Chris, Chris Paul was like you know one of the best clutch players. He was this you know all, oh, all NBA Chris type Paul's player. Also, eighty years old. I know forty something million dollars. Like, I mean, Chris Paul had a great season last year. We're excited for him. That's cool. But Drew Holiday, <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, uh, this this is a haul for. I mean, yeah, I mean that's a lot of draft picks for Drew Holiday. But still, for them not to get a, a single worthwhile player in that deal, and it's just draft picks. Yeah, they didn't even I get mean, Dante. DiVincenzo. Yeah, yeah, that's a win. I mean, Giannis is partying right now somewhere, okay? I think Milwaukee's so. Milwaukee's partying somewhere because, I mean, yeah, I think this does, I mean, at least push Giannis towards that direction. Uh, yeah, I think so too. But only time will tell. You know, who knows if this team is going to work. And we've always said, though, that 2021 is not Giannis or bust. There's going to be guys out there. And Harden is trying to force a trade right now, and he has like three years left on his deal. So you never know when guys are going to become available. So we will see what that is like. We'll see what the Mavericks do. I mean, coming up, we have the draft. We have all kinds of things. So, uh, man, <laughs> I hope you enjoyed our live reaction to Drew Holiday. Stick with us for the draft. We have a live, by the way, a live Locked On Podcast Network draft coverage on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch at Locked On Live. So go to Locked On Live on any of those platforms. It will only take place. It will be the only place you can find Chad Ford. The night of the draft, Chad with Brad Roland on the Locked On Hawks podcast, David Locke, all that in-depth coverage of the Locked On draft, the actual draft, not the fake one that you mentioned earlier, the real draft they'll be talking about. Analysis from Jeremy Wu of Sports Illustrated. Follow Locked On Live on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Get alerts as soon as they go live. Guys, stuff is happening. Hopefully, by the time you hear this, it's not completely old news. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs. Peace out. Boom. My dream is dead. And these monstrous things should be at the bottom of the river.